Edo got a call this week from Gordon Blake that he was trying to make it today, but he was sick and he thought he could make it. So he got a call to Edo, I think, Friday, right? So he called me, Edo called me on my cell phone on Friday. So I had quite a bit of notice this time. I had all day yesterday to prepare. So that's, that wasn't like when Bill McDonald came, I had no time. It was just come up and give the message. But we thank the Lord that the Lord knows and he is good. And we thank the Lord for what he's done for us. His love is an all-embracing love. He reaches out his arms to us and says, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me and I will show you my love. What a blessing. That was a beautiful song that Jenny sang for us this morning. Shall we open in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning and thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for the word of God that we open this morning. We pray that you'll direct us by the Holy Spirit. Open our hearts to receive the message that you want us to hear today. Please hide me behind the cross that, Lord, you alone will be seen and heard and that you will speak to us. And we just ask that you will guide us now in everything that is said and done the remainder of this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Have you ever thought about how many responsibilities you have? You know, all of us have responsibilities in our lives. And it may be at home. You're a, you're a father. That's a responsibility, a big responsibility. A mother, big responsibility with, with the kids. Kids have responsibilities too. And at church, we have responsibilities to serve the Lord. At work, if you're an employee at work, you have responsibilities the boss gives you and you have to do them or you'll be in big trouble. And if you're an employer, you have responsibilities too. No one is exempt from that. Even if you're the President of the United States and you have responsibility, you're still accountable too. And that is what goes with it. In our communities, in our neighborhoods, wherever we go, we have a lot of responsibilities. And sometimes we think, Lord, I've got so many responsibilities on my shoulders. And what we have to do is say, Lord, help me to discharge every responsibility that I have as unto you, because it is a major and big responsibility. You know, the word responsibility is really interesting. It's in the dictionary is defined as answerable, accountable, readily assuming obligations, duties, dependable and reliable. And I thought to myself, am I responsible according to this definition? Do I fit into that category? And then the word accountable is defined as obliged to account for one's acts, responsible, capable of being accounted for, explainable. And I thought about it, when you have responsibilities, whatever they may be, they carry with it accountability because you have to answer to someone. And as Christians, one day when we stand before the Lord, we're going to have to give an account of our lives. What we did with all our time, what we did with all our money, what we did with all our efforts, and did we spend them on the Lord and His work or did we just spend them on ourselves? And we're going to have to give an account. We're going to have to stand before the judgment seat of Christ and receive rewards for those things that we did and suffer loss if we did those things with the wrong motives and did not do them as unto the Lord. Yes, when a kid grows up, when a child grows up, and we all have, we have children here and many in our church, they have to learn responsibility. Right, Brad? You have to teach them. <laughs> the kid does not naturally say, I volunteer to do all these chores. No, you have to teach them. You teach them to clean their room. That's a responsibility. You teach them to help out with the vacuuming. That's a responsibility. Uh, do some laundry. Do dishes. 
And these are all things that you learn and they're responsibilities. Then as you go on in life, children learn more responsibilities when they go into school and they take on a project or they do, they're involved in sports or music or whatever it is. They take on responsibilities. And as we grow up in life, we go into business or whatever our job. And the more we grow, the more we get responsibility. And the same is true, especially in the Christian life. As you grow in Christ and become more mature, more obedient to the Savior, then you'll get more responsibilities. You know, so many Christians, they get newly saved and they say, I want to do this and I want to do this. And then the leadership very wisely says, you have a great desire, but sit now, learn and grow. And then as you grow up and become strong in Christ, I will give you more responsibility. And then as that person does those responsibilities well and fulfills them, then you have more responsibilities given to you as well. Let's turn in our Bibles this morning to 1 Chronicles chapter 9, verses 23 through 34. You know, as you read through the Bible, you come across many genealogies. And sometimes people say the genealogies are dry. You know, it's, it's repeating name after name, and this person begot this person, and it tells about their families and all these things. Well, in the midst of these, I always believe in reading them because there's nuggets of truth. And in First Chronicles, there's a number of genealogies. And right here in the middle of the genealogy, we have some people known as Levites. They were the workers. They were the servants in the tabernacle and later in the temple that served God. And they took on many responsibilities and they did them for the glory of God. We'll begin reading at verse 23 and we'll read down to verse 34. First Chronicles chapter 9 beginning at verse 23. So they and their children were in charge of the gates of the house of the Lord, the house of the tabernacle by assignment. The gatekeepers were assigned to the four directions, the east, west, north, and south. And their brethren in the villages had to come with them from time to time for seven days. For in this trusted office were four chief gatekeepers. They were Levites. And they had charge over the chambers and treasuries of the house of God. And they lodged all around the house of God because they had responsibility and they were in charge of opening it every morning. Now, some of them were in charge of the serving vessels, for they brought them in and took them out by count. Some of them were appointed over the furnishings and over the implements of the sanctuary and over the fine flour and the wine and the oil and the incense and the spices. And some of the sons of the priests made ointment of the spices. Mathaniah of the Levites, the firstborn of Shalom, the Korahite, had trusted office over things which were baked in the pans. And some of their brethren of the sons of the Kohathites were in charge of preparing the showbread for every Sabbath. These are the singers, heads of their father's houses of the Levites, who lodged in the chambers and were free from other duties for they were employed in that work day and night. These heads of the father's houses of the Levites were heads throughout their generation. They dwelt in Jerusalem. May God bless the reading of his word to our hearts uh, today. We're thinking about responsibilities and accountability in our lives today. When you're responsible, it's a big, it's a big thing. I oftentimes think of that when you stand behind this pulpit and the men who have spoken here know it is a huge responsibility. It's not just giving a talk. It's not giving a speech. 
It's speaking forth from the Word of God. It's a heavy responsibility. And whether you're the choir director, whether you're a Sunday school teacher, whether you help in whatever capacity in the church, your ministry is a responsibility. And you are called upon to fulfill that responsibility. And just as these Levites, each one had a part. Each one had an assignment. Reminds me of our choir. We have tenors. We have basses. We have altos. We have sopranos. We have each one that has a part. Some have solo parts. Some don't. But the choir is one, is one and is directed by the choir director. And it's a picture of really how the body of Christ is to work. And may the Lord encourage our hearts today as we consider this subject of responsibility and accountability. There's six words in, this ver- in these verses that I'd like to point out to your attention this morning that we're going to look at real briefly. And the first one is in charge in verses 23, 26, and 28, the word in charge. Second is assignment. They had their assignments. The third one is trusted. That's in verse 26. Responsibility in verse 27. Appointed in verse 29. And employed in verse 33. May God help us to serve Him with joy and gladness saying, Lord, I'll take the responsibility. I will serve you with the strength you've given me. Help me to be a blessing. And when we do that and we commit ourselves to the Lord, He will use us just like He used these Levites and He used the priests and He used all those in the Old Testament as well as in the New Testament. Well, let's look at the first word which is found in verses 23, 26, and 28, in charge. You know, everybody likes to be in charge of something. But some people are like, little fish in a big pond and they think that they are uh, they can dominate people and they take their responsibility so much that they dominate people. They, they speak down to people. They put people down and that's not good. Jesus taught that to have authority to be in charge is to do it with humility, to do it with a heart of a servant. And that's what Jesus did and He taught His disciples that way as well, that when you have responsibility, use it wisely. Because God is going to call us to account for what we did with it. And these Levites, they were in charge of the house of the Lord. And it was a big, important responsibility. But what I thought was really amazing is very first verse in chapter in this chapter in verse 23. It mentions their children. It says they and their children were in charge of the gates of the house of the Lord, the house of the tabernacle by assignment. Isn't that amazing? They and their children. These Levites taught their children. They taught their kids the responsibility of serving the Lord from a young age. Daddy said, Mommy said, come on and help us and we're going to serve the Lord together. I thought that was beautiful. It's like us that bring our church kids to church, bring them to Sunday school, teach them the responsibilities of serving the Lord. It's a wonderful thing. And then you see them grow up and take on more and more responsibilities. And in a couple more weeks, about three weeks, you're going to see the young people up here that have grown up in this church, that have been nourished in the Word of God, and you're going to see them singing and hear them singing, and you're going to say, thank you, Lord, for the raising up of those children to serve the Lord. And that's how they learn, is to take responsibilities, as I said, at home and in the church. And as they have those responsibilities, they do them for the glory of God. Notice what they were in charge of. They were in charge of the gates of the house of the Lord. They were in charge of the tabernacle and the serving vessels, and they took them out... By count. So like if they took 30 out, guess how many they had to put in? They had to put 30 back in. So they had to count every serving dish, every serving thing. And they were responsible for it. So that if there was any missing, who's it going to come back on? The person who's responsible. 
And that's what responsibility is all about. It's saying, I'm not perfect. I can fail. But Lord, give me the responsibility. I'll carry it out the best way I can. I'll do it with all my heart. And that's what the Lord wants us to do, to be responsible. And then the second word is in verse 23 also. And in verse 24, they had their assignments. They were assigned to four directions, north, south, east, and west. They were responsible to carry out their assignment. And some people say, well, I want to have the north assignment. Well, no, you can't have the north assignment. You've been assigned to the south. And the other person might say, well, I like to be on east. No, you're assigned to the west. And it kind of reminds me of every Christian who's responsible in the church in the body of Christ has a ministry, has a role. And if you do that role and that responsibility with all your heart, you'll be blessed. But if you keep looking over there and say, well, why can't I sing like her? Why can't I preach like him? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? You'll end up missing the blessing. You will end up not discharging the responsibility that God has for you. Paul said to the Corinthians, but now has God set them in the body as members, just as it pleased him. So he gives us the ministries that he wants us to have. He gives us the gifts and tells us to serve him. The Apostle Peter says, as each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the grace of God. You know, when, when you grow up in the, in the church and, and you want to serve the Lord, then the elders come to you and say, we'd like you to do this. And you say, okay. And you take on that, that responsibility and you do it. And you're there every time. And you do it well every time, consistently. And that brings joy to the Lord first. And it also brings joy to the leaders too. To the elders that gave you that responsibility because they are responsible to the Lord too for your ministry and for your responsibilities. That's why the elders carry such a big burden because they carry not only their own responsibilities, but they carry all of ours, all of our burdens on their shoulders. And it's a heavy responsibility. That's why we need to pray for them, especially for Adel and Mike and Bill, and especially for Adel as our, as our pastor who loves us so much. He carries us on his heart. And we thank the Lord for that, that he has taken that responsibility, a heavy responsibility, and he has not shunned it. He said, I will do it for you, Lord. And, he, and the Lord has blessed him and has blessed Sylvia as she carries on the ministry as well. Hebrews 13:17 tells us, Obey those who, are your, who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. You know, one day we want to stand before the Lord and we want to take our crowns that we have won and we want to cast them at His feet. And you know, the first one that's going to be so happy too is going to be Adel and Sylvia that see us who have been rewarded for what we have done for the Lord and they have had such an instrumental part in our lives and they will be so thankful at that same time for us. So that was their assignments. They had their assignment. And you know, when you have an assignment, whether it's written or verbal, you've got to do that assignment and do it according to the way it's laid out. The blueprint. God has given us the blueprint and we have to follow it. The third important word is found in verse 26. And I really like this. It's the word trusted. You know, if you want to give somebody a responsibility, you're not going to give it to somebody that you don't trust. They have to be trustworthy. And if you want to give them a responsibility, whether it's to be a Sunday school teacher or to open the church or to whatever it is, that person has got to be responsible and they have to be trusted. I praise God for all those in our assembly that we can trust. And the Lord says to you this morning, and he says to me, can I trust you? 
Can I trust you to do this ministry? Will you be responsible? Will you do it faithfully? Will you do it for me? And how could we refuse that? You know, I think about the Apostle uh, Peter when he failed the Lord and he, he was so upset by it when he had denied the Lord three times and then the Lord appeared to the disciples there on the shore and he said to him three times, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? And we know the story that three times he answered, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And, and then finally he said to him three things. He says, feed my sheep, tend my lambs, Feed my lambs. And so I thought, wow, what, a, what an amazing thing. The Lord is going to take this man who had just failed. And he says, Peter, I'm going to be with you. I forgive you. And I'm going to be with you. And I'm going to give you a responsibility that is going to be to care for the Gentiles and to care for all the Christians that are going to come along. And you're going to carry that torch. You're going to carry that responsibility. Peter thought, wow, Lord, I can't believe it. After what I did, I denied you three times. And don't we feel like that sometimes when we blow it, when we take a responsibility and we don't do well at it? We think, I'm so unworthy. But the Lord is there to say, I forgive you. Get up, do your responsibility, and I will help you. He never fails to forgive us. And as Natalie sang in some of those songs, failure isn't final. It isn't. And we can always get back up and serve the Lord with the responsibilities that he's given us. Solomon said in Proverbs 20 and verse 6, most men will proclaim his own goodness, but a faithful man or a trustworthy man who can find. And we can put that man or woman in there, a faithful man or a faithful woman who can find. That's what God is looking for today. He's looking for faithfulness, faithful people that take the responsibility and will do it with all of their hearts. That's what the Lord wants us to do. And then the third Now, the fourth important word is responsibility, and it's found in verse 27. Notice what he says here in verse 27. And they lodged all around the house of God because they had responsibility, and they were in charge of opening it every morning. You know where these Levites lived? The way the city was built in the time when the tabernacle was, the tabernacle was built in the middle of the city, and all the tribes lived all around it. And the one tribe that lived right next to the tabernacle were the Levites, the servants. From the Levites came the priests and they served the Lord day and night. Notice they were serving day and night and they had the responsibility to do it for the master and they didn't consider it a burden. So many times we do responsibilities, we feel it's a burden. Oh, do I have to do that again? And I'm tired, I'm, I'm not feeling good and I don't want to do it. But the Lord reminds us, look what I did for you. I went to the cross for you. I died for you. I paid the price of your sins. I've given all to you. Can you not serve me? You know, it's like the disciples that were there with the Lord when he was in the garden. He said to them, could you not watch with me for one hour? Peter, Andrew, all all of you disciples, couldn't you have watched for one hour? They had a responsibility at that moment to pray and they failed. And so many times we can fail, but when we ask the Lord to help us, He'll help us to be faithful, to take up our responsibilities and serve the Lord with joy and with gladness. Yes, they opened the the tabernacle every day. Can you imagine if they didn't show up one day and you went to get into the house of the Lord and it's locked? Why is this locked? Because the Levite didn't open the door. That would be sad. Or if you came here this morning... Not that it would happen, but if you came here this morning and somebody didn't come here early, put the heat on and, and set up everything and get it all ready, we couldn't have the meeting like we normally do. 
Everybody has a part and it's very important and it's a responsibility that the Lord has given to us. Yes, the Lord looks not only at what we do, but He looks at our motives from our hearts. He looks at, do we have a willingness to take up our our responsibilities and to do them for the Lord? Some ladies say, well, I can't do that much. I'm just a mother. Oh, never say that. Never say I'm just a mother or I'm just a housewife. Never. That's the most important job that you can ever have. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. And I know the Lord means it because it is such an important ministry because when you see those children growing up saved, walking with the Lord, serving the Lord, those are jewels in your crown. Those are trophies in your trophy case. And it's going to be something that you can never regret. You'll never regret the time that you invest in their little hearts and then in their lives. It's so beautiful. And so we can all, whether we're parents or whatever our role is, we can fulfill our responsibilities for the Lord and we can thank Him for the responsibilities. A man named Roy L. Smith once said, the ability to accept responsibility is the measure of a man. You know, sometimes you give a person a responsibility and they just run with it. And they do a tremendous job. They go over and above what was required on the job. And then there are others... You give them a responsibility, they barely get started with it or they don't want to do it or they make excuses. I can't do this. I can't do that. Notice the difference. But the measure of a man or the measure of a woman is how well do you take responsibility and how well do you take criticism? Because in the midst of doing your responsibility, sometimes we make mistakes. Sometimes we have to be corrected and sometimes that really humbles us. But God allows that in our lives. And so that all goes together. Responsibility with accountability. Because for every responsibility we have, we're accountable for it in God's sight. I think about what the Lord Jesus Christ said in Luke chapter 12 and verse 48. He said this. He says, For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. Think about it in your heart this morning. How much responsibility have you been given? Have you been given much? Have you been given little? And how are you using that responsibility? How are you doing with that responsibility? You know, the more we know from God's Word, the more responsible we are. We've been studying in our Scripture memory class the Word of God. And if the Word of God is just words on paper and we just read it, it's not going to make an impact. But if we read it and obey it, like we heard in our Scripture memory class this morning, the person that builds his house on the rock, on the rock of God's Word, will never fall no matter what storms of life come. And that's what we need to do. We need to use our talents, our gifts and abilities for the Lord. So many people say, well, I've got to make money. I've got to work overtime. You know, I've got to do this and I've got to do that. I, I can't make it on Mondays. I can't make it on Wednesdays. I'm busy. I'm working. And there are people that do have to work, but so many people, they go beyond it because they want to save more money in the bank or they want to do this or they want to do that. Instead of saying, I need to be there to learn the Word of God and have fellowship with the Christians and encourage people. And that's what is really important to do when we think of how we have a responsibility. Every Christian has at least one or more responsibilities in serving. And if you're not there to do your responsibility, someone else will pick up the torch, but you'll lose the blessing. And that's what we don't want to do. We want to have the blessing of serving the Lord. And then the fifth one, first fifth word is found in verses 28 to 32. These Levites were appointed. They were appointed for their service for the Lord. Some of them took care of the serving vessels, the gold and silver 
and the functioning of the inside of the tabernacle. Some took care of the furniture, the furnishings. Some took care of the flour, the wine, the incense and the spices. I think about our bread and wine that we have every Sunday. I mean, those things are things that have to be taken care of too. And then we think about some of the sons of the priests that made the spices, the ointment. You know, they guarded that recipe like the colonel's chicken. They really did. You know how you can never get the recipe for the colonel's chicken. It's a secret recipe. Well, the same thing was true of the Levites. They had a secret recipe they used to make these special ointments and special spices that they used in the service of the Lord. And they had to guard those recipes. You know how you ladies are, not just ladies, but men too who like recipes, but mainly the ladies, they guard those recipes because they're really something special. And uh, sometimes you go and you see someone else made your recipe and you you should think, that's good, <laughs> they made my recipe. But some people say, that's not good. How did they get my recipe? But thank God that these priests kept the secret. They kept their ministry faithfully and they did it for the Lord. It reminds me too of Lorraine and Walter. You know that, that Walter has a bread machine and he makes the bread. I don't know how many people know that, but he makes the bread every week. And he brings it on Sunday and we set it down and we have it for the breaking of bread. If Walter did not take up his responsibility, what would we do? We'd be scurrying to run and go to the bakery and try to find one that we could get a loaf of bread and, and bring it here and it wouldn't be the same. But when it's made out of love and you give your heart in whatever responsibility you have, it is a tremendous blessing for the whole assembly and for the, for the Lord. You know, these Levites, they took their, their service for the Lord seriously. They didn't serve the Lord slothfully or negligently. They gave their whole heart. And so many times Christians, I don't think they give their whole heart you know, to the ministry, to the service of the Lord. I think if we were judged by how we serve the Lord versus how we do our jobs at work, it would be a big telling sign. Because if we were to go to work tomorrow morning and we were to show up late, the boss would not be happy, right? But it's okay to come late to church. Is it? No, it's not. And then at work, when you're given an assignment and you're giving it to you right there, you're going to do it, right? And you're going to do it right away and you're going to do the best. But sometimes in the Lord's work, we take the assignment and we look at it and we think about it and we see how we're going to do it. You know, the Lord doesn't want us to do that. He wants us to take our responsibilities and do them well with all our hearts for the Lord because that's how much we should show our appreciation to the Savior. Sometimes we give God the leftovers of our lives. You know, we just had Thanksgiving and I like leftovers myself. But can you imagine having leftovers not only the second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, sixth day? Pretty soon those leftovers are going to be something you just want to discard. It's not going to be good. And Greg Lanett gave a message on this when he was talking about giving and how we give sometimes the leftovers to God instead of the first fruits. He wants the first fruits of our life. That's our responsibility. And he wants us to do it for all his glory. A man named Gordon Sweeting, who wrote a book on quotations, he said this. He says, excellence is never cheap. It is costly. Constant care, serious preparation and continual application are required. Excellence involves desire plus discipline plus determination. And I thought that is so true. If you want to do a job for the Lord, you want to do it in an excellent way. And really the key to it is strive for perfection, except excellence. But see, if you don't shoot for the best, you're going to fall even shorter. So we want to shoot for the very best we can for the Lord because he deserves it. Doesn't our Lord deserve the best we can give him? 
Don't we want to take our responsibilities and say, Lord, I want to take them seriously? Yes, I think we do. And may the Lord encourage us. And then the final word is in verse 33. And that's a word we all are familiar with. And that's the word employed. The word employed in verse 33. It says, These are the singers, heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites who lodged in the chambers. And they were free from other duties for they were employed in that work night and day. I thought, wow. These Levites not only served some of the time, they served all of the time, day and night. They lived there. They served there. That was their mission. That was their responsibility. And they loved it. And I think that if you were to interview any of these Levites, they would say, we're thankful to do it. This is our privilege. And that's the way we should feel about our ministry. We shouldn't say, do I have to do that? I want to do it. I want to be there early. I want to give it my all. You know, we had a wedding recently and Chandra did the flowers and she did them so beautifully. And that's a ministry. And it brought joy to Byron and Sharon and to all of us who were here. Every ministry is important. Don't ever think your ministry, though it might be small, is not important to the Lord. Because it is. It is important to the Master. And these, these Levites were also the singers. The Levites were the choir. You know, when we have the choir up here... They were the ones who had beautiful voices and sang. And it's wonderful. God gave them the talent to sing. And they played harps and they played different skillful instruments. And they did that in a way to bring glory to the Lord and praise His name. And they were doing it night and day. I'm responsible. You're responsible. How are we doing? Are we doing it for the glory of God? The Apostle Paul said to the Colossians a very challenging thing. He says, And whatever you do, do it heartily, as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. Isn't that amazing? Do everything heartily. In other words, from the bottom of your heart. I remember hearing Adel say that years ago when I first came in 1979 to this church. And I remember him saying that, do it with all your heart. Do it with all your heart. You know, and, and those sayings, you know, we hear them over and over again, but they are so impactful. God honors those who honor him. Do it from your heart. Be obedient. These are things we need to hear all the time. And then we can be a blessing. You know, the great uh, sculptor Michelangelo once said, Lord, grant me that I always may desire to do more than I can accomplish. How many, how many of us are like that? My plate is full. Give me more, Lord. You know, that's not the natural man. The natural man says, I can't do it because my plate is full. But if you give it to a busy person who's responsible, they'll say, even though my plate is full, put it on the plate. Because they know it's from the Lord. And that's the way that we should always be. Taking our responsibilities, whatever they may be, small or great, and using them for the glory of God. Yes, it pleases Him to bring our sacrifices to the Lord and to be accountable. Because one day the Lord is going to say, Dean, I want to talk to you about how you did in this area, in this area, in this area. You know, at work, every year they have us do what's called an employee self-evaluation. I have it at home now and I have to write it this afternoon. It's hard when you write about yourself. But you have to do it. And then you take it to the boss and then the boss is going to take the same one on you. In this area, how is Dean doing? How's he doing in this area? How's he doing in this area? And it's going to be an evaluation. But just think, one day we're going to stand before the Lord, the loving Lord who loves us so much. And He's not going to be heavy on us, but He is going to, he is going to call us to account for what we did. 
And one day he's going to give us rewards. And he's going to say, Dan, well done. Well done, Dan. Rick, well done. Marion, well done. Turhan, well done. Isn't that going to make it all worthwhile? You say, it was so special. And he's going to remind us of the little things that we did for him. He says, remember that day, dot, 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 that you did this, that you said that. And they say, well, Lord, I don't, really don't remember it. It was such a small thing. But the Lord's going to say, it wasn't small to me. And then remember this day when you went out and you did this and you helped here and you helped there and you helped in the move and you helped clean the church and you did it. Well, Lord, it didn't seem like much at the time. But the Lord says, you did it as unto me. It, you did it like you were doing it for me personally and I appreciate it. That's going to make all the difference in the world. So may the Lord help us to do our responsibilities, to say, yes, Lord. And like they say in the army, no excuse, sir. When the Lord says, here's your responsibility, do it. No no excuses, sir. And we do it with all our heart. That's what the Lord wants. He wants us to be responsible and accountable. And to say, Lord, I need your strength. I need your help. And when we do that, he will give us the strength to be the parents he wants us to be, the servants he wants us to be, the employees he wants us to be. He wants us to do everything as unto him. So may the Lord encourage us to say, Lord... I have a lot of responsibilities. I'm busy. But thank you, Lord, that I can be busy in your service. And I can be a New Testament type of Levite that dedicate, dedicated to the Lord. Shall we just close in a word of prayer? Lord, oftentimes we think of how many responsibilities we have, Lord, and we have so much to do. We're all so busy. We're so pressured. We have a lot of stress at work, at home, and our jobs, and in serving you, Lord, but we pray that we will have the right priorities, that we will realize, Lord, when you give us a responsibility to do, that we should take it seriously and do it from our hearts and give it our all, Lord, because when we do that, we will be pleasing in your sight and you will smile and you will say, well done, good and faithful servant. We just commit ourselves to you today. Pray that you'll remind us of this message through the week and help us to not be, will- not be willing to think of ourselves as as uh, not important, Lord, because we are important to take up our responsibilities and do them for you. We pray now and give thanks for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.